Hi, everyone. Welcome to DevCast. I'm your host today, John Janik. I'm the chief technologist here at Dev Technology. I'm really pleased to be joining you today. We're going to be talking about a really important topic. It's the topic of your work community matters. And what does that mean? And how do we need to talk about it? There's a lot of things happening in the industry and the community right now. And we thought it was really important to bring together some of the team to really talk about some of the serious things that are happening and some of the fun things that are happening. And most importantly, why work is important and how it makes you feel and why you stick around. So I'm very, very pleased today to be joined by Kendall, our fearless CEO, Emma, our VP of Human Resources, Tina, who works on our corporate staff, and Curtis, who also works with our delivery team. So we've got a group of people here who represent all different facets of the company, and we're going to have a really great conversation today. So to kick it off, I thought we would go through and you guys can introduce yourselves just real quick and what do you do at the company? And one thing about dev that you love. Kendall, this should be an easy question for you since you're the CEO, but go ahead and let's start with you. Thanks, John. Yeah, so I'm Kendall Holbrook, CEO. As you said, what do I do? I <laughs> run the company. I do whatever's needed, though. I you know, constantly scan the company for where help is needed, and I try and get that help. I mean, that's the basic way to sum up my job. I think the one most important thing at Dev is our really amazing, intelligent team members. That's why I came to Dev 12 and a half years ago, because the people were great to work with and brilliant. So that's my one thing. Yeah, a high-performing team is a huge incentive to keep moving the ball forward. Emma, you want to introduce yourself and what keeps you coming back? What's most important about Dev to you? Thanks, John. My name is Emma Antonios. I am the Vice President of Human Resources at Dev, but what do I actually do? I like to think I am responsible for ensuring that we maintain and continuously develop our culture and, and how we approach all of our people practices. What do I spend most of my time doing? It's talking to people and making sure we are listening to their needs and addressing those. Why do I stay at Dev? I love that I learn something new every day and I'm challenged. And we have a great group of individuals across the organization who continuously teach me something new every day. Fantastic. And a continuous learning is such an important part of our culture here. I can't understate that enough. And it's really good to be in that kind of an environment with people who also want to learn. So we always are pushing ourselves, right? It's, it's a fantastic thing. Emma, thank you. Curtis, why don't you introduce yourself, what you do here, and why you keep coming back? Hi, so my name's Curtis Miles. I'm an application developer here at Dev, currently working on the Prime project. So... The thing that keeps me coming back to Dev, I'd say, is probably the leadership. You know, I'm still pretty early on in my career, so it's nice having so many great role models and people to work underneath. So, That's fantastic. Having good role models and mentors is a huge part of entering into the workforce, right, Curtis? So it's good that we have just top to bottom phenomenal people in our organization all working together. And then Tina, what do you do here? What keeps you coming back to Dev? Hi, John. My name is Tina Ehlers. I'm the assistant controller at Dev. What keeps me at Dev is the collaboration, definitely the team. I, I guess I could kind of say all the above everyone's answer so far. There's always opportunities for professional development. And I feel like the door is open when you are curious about another area at Dev. There is opportunity to, to learn from that other area, whether it's from a mentor. I have mentors in different areas at Dev. We meet monthly and I love it. And I keep 
fresh on my own thinking in my own area, plus get to learn other areas from those mentors. So I really, really appreciate the opportunities that are offered at Dev. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Our mentoring program really allows folks to connect with other leaders, other program managers, other colleagues at all levels throughout the organization to get insights, to get advice, to even just talk about random things that they want to talk about. So I appreciate that comment. So Emma, over to you. Let's talk about the industry, right? So Dev's unique. Dev, you know, one of the things I've always talked about is, is Dev was doing people-centered everything before the West Coast even really knew it was a thing. You know, we've been around for more than 20 years. Dev existed before Agile was a word, and yet we have always been Agile, right? So, you know, I think there's a lot of very special things about what we do, how we do it, and the group that we've assembled here. But that's not true of the industry, right? And so we're seeing a lot of churn in the industry right now. What do you think is causing that? What have you observed as the VP of HR? What are you seeing as trends? Tell us a little bit about the overall industry. Sure. John, outside of retail and healthcare, the tech industry does have the highest turnover. Right now, we're averaging about 20% as an industry. And I think that the talent shortage um, and increased salary seem like the number one reason for turnover in the IT industry. But really, employees are looking for workplaces that are flexible, that can support their needs, that don't have like a one-size-fits-all model to addressing employee needs. Uh, another reason for that high turnover is a lack of scope around career development. Employees, especially folks early in their careers, really want to see where they're going and how they can get there. So I think organizations that are impeding growth and development and work-life balance for employees will have higher turnover. We've been lucky at Dev. Our average voluntary turnover is only at 11%, much better than we're doing in the rest of the industry. And the medium tenure in the industry is one to two years. And at Dev, it's 3.7 years. So I think we're doing something great in terms of culture and um, our focus on you know, employee needs at Dev. Thanks, Emma. When we think about that writ large, I want to go over to Kendall for a moment. You know, Kendall, you and I were talking recently about a, a book by a guy by the name of Don Reams, right? And he said two really big points there. How am I doing? Where am I going? Right. And that really speaks to what Emma was just talking about, too. I was wondering if you could maybe put that in context for how we do things at Dev and how we think about everything Emma just said, especially right now. You know, I, I, there's a lot of popular names for it. Right? The Great Resignation the great upskilling, the great lateralization, right? There's all kinds of names out there for it. What is different about Dev? You know, we recently have kept a ton of employees as we've maneuvered around in the marketplace and we've gotten lots of business because our core teams know the value they contribute. And I don't want to steal your thunder because I'm such a huge advocate for the company as well. But I, I want to ask you directly, you know, what is it about Dev that makes it different? Sure, John. I'm glad you brought up the Reams book. I actually got a chance to hear him speak. And one of the things that he talked about, which was eye-opening to me, right? He really talked about the science behind how people approach work, how people really approach life and just their thought processes. And he made the point that, you know, from infancy, every human is looking for safe, secure connections with other people, right? That's what it comes down to. And I think that at Dev, we've provided a place where our employees can find safe, secure connections. You know, he also made a point that this used to be accomplished in the past 
in our neighborhoods, right? With our neighbors. We knew our neighbors. Our kids knew our neighbors. They knew our kids. They, they looked after each other. And, and our neighborhoods just don't necessarily work that way anymore. And even if they do, even if you are in a, a great neighborhood, it's just a little different. And so work, the workplace has really stepped up to be that safe, secure community for people. And so I think, like Emma said, we've just done a tremendous job creating programming where people find a community here, right? Whether it's our Women in Technology at Dev, WIDI, whether it's our Denizens, which is our young professionals group, you know, whether it's our diversity, equity, and inclusion team, right? We just have so many different programs and offerings that allow people to create those safe, secure connections. Because people may say they leave because of salary, but the reality is that that opportunity is coming to them, that salary is coming to them, and they are lacking that connection with their employer, with their team, with their manager, with whomever, right, in the organization. So for us, it's just has to be number one to make sure we have great connections with our employees. And I think that's what we do different. Yeah, it comes back to that quote from Maya Angelou, right? Which is, I can't remember all of it, but the end of it is the part that's always stuck with me, which is actually the most pointed part. Right? They'll never forget how they made you feel. So that's a really important part. We make decisions based on our emotions. We wrap logic around it. We try and justify the decision in any number of ways. But at the end of the day, we make decisions based on emotion. And so if we care for ourselves emotionally, that provides the safe foundation for everything else. And it's not just the Reams book that talks about this, right? Google's had their project that's been stood up for many, many years. They were one of the first to come out and say like, look, psychological safety and the ability to know that there is a safe place at work to be yourself, to add value, to contribute, to do all the things that we do here at Dev Safely is the single most important thing to, in their context, having a high-performing team. Google's always kind of focused on that. How do we get the most out of human performance? But at the same time, it's it's also just a bare minimum requirement for any performing team, right? Yeah, John, I definitely agree. I think that ensuring that the workplace is an outlet for people, it's not drudgery. Right? We don't want anyone who we need to drag into the workplace, even if that's a virtual or remote workplace, and they're just not enjoying what they do. So, you know, certainly creating opportunities for people to grow, develop, learn, create community, create connections, and be happy, right, that they've accomplished something wonderful as part of this team, right? That That's what it comes down to. Agreed. So Curtis, let's talk with you for a moment about that. You've had this experience very early in your career. I want to talk through a recent experience you had, right? And so I'm going to put you on the spot just a little bit, but you actually had a competing offer on the table. Somebody came to you and said, Curtis, you're amazing and you are amazing. And we want to hire you for our team. How did you respond to that? What did you think about Obviously, you're still here today, and we're grateful, and we're, we're so appreciative of the fact that you're a member of the dev community, but how did that make you feel, and how did we help you to feel safe here as we moved forward? Tell me a little bit about that experience. So, yeah, I'd say that I come from an industry where churn is the norm, so I worked in the restaurant industry, hospitality for seven years, and you know, job hopping just happens all the time there. I work with people that would job hop like every six months. So, you know, I, I figured tech industry is kind of the same thing, but, you know, when I got that competing offer, I was kind of caught off guard by dev. 
So just a little bit of background. I was on a project where we were doing a style of development that I wasn't particularly into. So, you know, when I had a recruiter reach out to me, I didn't say no. And, you know, I got an offer. It looked like a lot of work that I liked. So I was, you know, I was sad about it, you know, leaving dev because I'd worked for dev as an intern for a while, but the way dev handled it just really caught me off guard. I went to Nate and I got a response that I had never heard before coming from, again, the restaurant industry where, you know, you say, Hey, I'm going to go work over here. And they're like, bye, see ya. Dev, they took the time to say, okay, you know, what's, what's going on? What about this other offer is kind of enticing to you? Let me go back, talk to some people, you know, we'll see if there's somewhere else in the company we can move you that you'd be happy. And, you know, I was kind of blown away, you know, Dev took the time to listen to me. They took the time to, you know, consider me and move me into a place that I would probably be happiest. And you know, I had a choice to make there. So I was, you know, okay, do I move to this new company or do I stay at Dev? And honestly, I think the choice was very easy to make. And later on, seeing how Dev kind of handled a transition off of a project where, you know, maybe not everyone would have a place at Dev, they still took the time to, you know, kind of work with each individual person and, you know, put them into our partner companies and like dev, I guess dev doesn't benefit from that particularly. And that's, that's not really the typical response that I'm used to seeing like the selflessness. So seeing all that really made, made me feel good about the decision that I made to stay at dev, you know, dev really does care about their employees. They don't just say that they care. They will really, you know, bend over backwards to work with you to make sure that you are in a place that you want to be. And it's great being here. Yeah. And you also took the time to have the conversation too. And I think that's an important part of it as well. It's a conversation that has to happen. Your community can't look out for you if you're not speaking and you're not listening. Right. And so I appreciate everything you said about Dev, hundred percent agree, but you also took the time to say, I've got an offer. I'm thinking about it. What can I do differently? Right. And it doesn't even have to get to that point either. I think we've had plenty of experiences over the years. Emma's probably a better person to ask about this, right, Emma? Where we've had somebody say, I want to do something different. Tina, you alluded to this earlier too. I want to do something different. And we do think through, how do we help someone get from point A to point B in the most effective way possible? Because you're in the community for a reason. We think that we provide value to you, you provide value to us. We're all in it together, so to speak. So Emma, you know, does that make sense to you? Are there any things you want to add to that in terms of wherever you're at on the spectrum, all the way up until you have an offer on the table, Dev is willing to absolutely have that conversation. And in fact, we've even hired people back, right? When they've left and they've realized that, oh, Dev really was better, right? Grass isn't always green. Yeah. I mean, we'll have those conversations, John, even after someone has an offer on the table, because the most important thing, and sometimes the best thing for that individual is to take the offer that's on the table. But maybe they have, you know, there's something that we can't offer them in terms of learning or growth or technology that, that, you know, we're not working with today. But we really have to listen to the employees and treat each case individually, understand the needs of the employee. And sometimes it's helping them move to another project and work with another technology like Curtis, and sometimes it's helping listening to them and understanding that they need growth within the department or on the team that they're on. And 
creating that kind of career plan for them. But it is a very, very individualized approach to employee development. Yeah, I want to follow up, Kendall, just real quick on that, because Emma, you said even after, right, we care about people even when they're no longer working for the company, we still consider them part of the community, right? So Kendall, you have this phrase, I love it when you say it was friends of dev. Once you're in the community, you're always in the community. That's definitely true. And we have lots of opportunities to continue to see our friends of dev. You know, we have people within our dev community who constantly keep in touch with folks who used to be here. We have had opportunities to bring people back, like you mentioned, John. So it is something, you know, if you left Dev and it was just the right reason for you to leave and we couldn't create that environment for you here, yes, part is friends. And hopefully one day we'll see you again and you may just get a call and who knows when that call might come. And if you can say yes, and we think it's the ideal time for you to come back, we will definitely also welcome you back. It just is what it is. You know, we have ex-dev employees who are now doing work in the government, right? So certainly we see them, their potential clients or future clients, but they're also dev friends and they're also always part of that dev family. It is certainly true that, you know, once a dev family member, always a dev family member, and we try to part with as much grace as possible, even when that hard decision is made by the employee. And, you know, we know we're losing good ones at times. So. Yeah. And sometimes it just can't be helped. There's so many different factors. Emma, I think you really alluded to that. So I think really it's amazing to me just how much time and energy goes into having those conversations. I know Emma, I've messaged you at eight or 9 PM about different subjects and topics, and you've always been there, right? You've always been responsive. So you spend enormous amounts of time and energy talking with folks, interacting with folks, getting a pulse on what's happening, and at a very person-to-person level. That makes a huge difference compared to a lot of organizations. Tina, I, I want to flip over to you. Very similar to Curtis, you had a opportunity to venture and grow outside of dev, and you chose to stay. So tell me about that experience. Yes, I had a similar experience to Curtis where Dev did take the time to talk to me, but I'll give you a little background. So I had taken the job at Dev just before the pandemic kicked off in 2020. And I came from a position of leadership, uh, exposure to strategy. We were a very small company, but there was a little bit of a toxic environment at the company. So I was looking for a company where employees were, you know, treated well, heard, there was professional development opportunities. And I kept reading up on dev after I saw the job posting for a senior accountant. And I was like, this looks really great. I had a great interview with my team. The team actually is what made me say yes to the job because it was taking a step down from accounting manager to senior accountant, but for a much larger organization. So I felt like that I waited out and I felt like that was just a good opportunity for a stepping stone into a larger organization. But honestly, the team interview is what changed my mind and sealed the deal for me. I was like, this is an amazing team. Yes, I want to work with you guys. So fast forward, you know, a few months into the role and I was starting to miss my exposure to strategy. I was starting to miss my leadership role. And 
I had an opportunity from somebody I knew that she was a vice president of contracts at this startup and they were offering me lots, you know, a decent amount of money and a leadership role. And I would be working with a CFO that had a lot of M&A uh, experience. And that was something I was interested in just learning about. I hadn't had exposure to it yet. And I know there's a lot that goes into that. So it was exciting to me. So I did turn in my notice and, you know, leadership on the finance side jumped in right away and said, well, what are you looking for? And I needed like a day or so to just kind of, you know, talk about it. Like Curtis, I didn't expect, you know, Dev to be like, oh, well, how can we make this work? I expected to just accept my resignation and move on. So I was caught off guard. And in that day or two, teammates from my team, as well as, you know, the business operations team reached out to me and they were very concerned about my departure. And they, you know, mentioned that I had added so much value and I just was really taken back by, you know, those comments. And it made me actually consider having the conversation. So I thank them for me having to take the time to have that conversation because I wouldn't be here today. But the conversations went on for about a week and a half. And it was really talking about how can we get you, you know, the exposure and the development that you're looking for and leadership you know, training that you're looking for to keep you here, you know, because they, I really felt valued across the board. And so I had my pros and cons, <laughs> you know, true accountant here, pros and cons. And honestly, Dev just, not only did they, did they say they were, what they were going to do, they delivered on what they were going to do. And I had somebody reach out to me months after I decided to stay, not, you know, outside the organization. They're like, how are things going? because it doesn't always turn out right. You know, you do get offers to get exposed and do different work, but it doesn't always happen or it'll start off strong and then kind of taper off. And I said, best decision ever. Everything that we've talked about and we've discussed has been delivered and continues to be delivered. So that, and, and you know, I'm always given opportunities to grow and I'm in different trainings and they're amazing trainings and the trainings that are offered by Dev are very well thought out. So they're not just slapping together things and putting, you know, training on people's calendars. They're actually thinking about it. And the trainings that I've been attending recently, um, some of them are paradigm. One of them in particular is a huge shift in, in how I view my interactions with people and my team and other teams and things I didn't wasn't aware <laughs> that I was doing. But anyway, uh, my point is, is that they're very well thought out and there are opportunities and Dev really does care. And I think that in working with my team and other teams, everyone's so professional and very smart. And I think the team is definitely the biggest driver for me and the support from the executive team. That's an amazing story. I love it. You said something that I want to focus on and pull it over into a conversation with Emma. And as you said, after a couple of weeks, somebody from the outside that you knew kind of came back to you and said, how are things going? Because if you go into any modern business journal, LinkedIn, any kind of pop sci, the first thing they'll tell you is, once you put in that resignation notice, whether you're an employer or an employee, they'll say, you know, that discussion never works, right? Don't do it. It's not worth the time. Let them. And I really want to come back to Emma on this because such a fascinating conversation that time and again at Dev, that's not true. We hear 
stories like yours, Tina, like yours, Curtis, where somebody took the time to have the conversation and they wound up in a much better place. Dev's also a high level of honesty and actualization where we'll have the conversation with you that if it's just not going to work out, let's help you find what's next, right? In that true kind of growth mindset for yourself, for the company, for the client, right? So Emma, I was wondering, does that make sense? What do you want to add to that conversation? Because when Tina said that was just really struck me as powerful that a couple of weeks after somebody came back to her and said, how are things going? And she said, best decision ever. That is so unheard of in our industry. No, it is. It's when Curtis and Tina were talking, Jad, I was remembering, you know, each of their experiences. I was closely involved in those discussions and you know, we spend a lot of time, every single time an employee needs to have a growth conversation or comes to us and says they are considering moving on to another opportunity. We spend a lot of time talking to them, really understanding on a professional level, on a personal level, you know, are their needs being met? Is there something we can do or change in the organization? And sometimes those conversations spark future you know, policy and practice changes. We really, really want to listen to each individual, each person's situation is unique, their story is unique. So we, we try to have stay interviews before we get to an exit interview. And the stay interviews are really focused on understanding how we can keep our employees at dev. So it, it is very different than, you know, many places that, you know, I've worked and I think others have worked at in the past. It takes a tremendous amount of time from the leadership team. You know, it's not just an employee calls their manager HR and talks through these issues. A lot of times we'll have, you know, Kendall or our COO, uh, Ryan Madden, or even our CFO, John Mutarelli, involved in those conversations with employees on a very personal level to make sure they understand their value in the organization and what we can do for them. Fantastic. Yeah, Emma, that's really interesting feedback on that because it's a huge time commitment. Kendall, you want to add something to that? Yeah, I wanted to add... So I haven't always been a dev. I didn't didn't necessarily, quote unquote, grow up here. So I actually grew up at a really large IT systems integrator. And it was one who was known for our superior culture, right? And I think the biggest lesson learned, and actually quite a few members of our dev team actually worked at that organization as well. So I think, you know, this might make sense. It was such a strong culture and it was such a strong culture around people and taking care of people that I think that really is what set our foundation at Dev is that, you know, even one of our two founders worked at that large integrator and got to see the best of how people could be treated. And it was hard for a large company. I remember a time when I, too, put in my resignation from that company and I remember how I was treated and, you know, the company swarmed, my leaders swarmed. I got calls from other leaders who I had worked with in the past and every single thing that they told me I could do if I stayed, I was able to do. And so I think just having those positive experiences and seeing how well it could work is part of the reason that we do it here at Dev is because our leadership learned it back in our other organization prior to them. So it's, you know, I, I think we take the best of our past experiences and we've tried to bring them here, right, to truly make that community, I um, mean, that safe space for our employees. And alongside Emma, I'm probably, you know, the next biggest culture champion at the company. So it, it really all comes down to creating that environment and culture we want for our employees. 
So we've got some good news to share, right? And I think I want to let you kind of intro it, Kendall, and talk about why there's evidence. So, so the other part of this, you know, we're an agile, we're software development and agile practice. We help the government do things better for the constituents that they serve. I think what's really interesting about this is that in, in all of our DevOps and all of our development and all of our work, there's always a question around observability, value delivery. How do you actually evidence what you're saying is true? So do you want to talk about our recent award again and why that's evidence that everything we've talked about today is absolutely spot on? Sure, John. Thanks for that. So I took over as CEO of Dev about four and a half years ago. And you know, prior to that, I was at the company for 12 years. We actually were in the inaugural class for the Washington Post Top Workplaces. It was the very first time they did the award. We threw our hat in the ring and we won. And that was nine years ago. And what's amazing, what has amazed me is that subsequently over the past nine years, we've continued to win. And why it's so important and, and what the big announcement is, is that we won again in 2022, is that this particular award isn't one that we pay for. It's not one that we just do an application for. It's actually one where all of our employees are surveyed and it's based on their responses to the Washington Post questions that they determine whether or not we are a Washington Post top workplace. And so it really comes down to the employee's view of the company. And as we grow and as we get bigger and as we have more employees, you know, that culture piece is hard, right? It's hard to maintain with growth. And so I joke that I hold my breath every year, you know, because I want to make sure that we keep making that list. And it's not just to make the list. It's because I then know how the employees feel that we're doing. Right. And so, yes, that's the big announcement. We are for the ninth year in a row, and there are not many companies who can say that we are Washington Post top workplace. Yeah. And it truly is evidence that we've developed and we continue to develop something special here. You've talked about it. You know, I came from a federal organization that had a very strong, always in the top five, usually in the top three federal workplaces, because people are highly aligned to the mission. They felt mm -hmm. valued. They felt they were able to contribute. All those things matter. Right. And it's really important. But the thing that we've talked about most today is this ability to, to have those conversations, to have that high level of trust, that high level of safety, to feel like you can engage in those conversations. And regardless of what the outcome is, know that Dev has got your back and you have got Dev's back. So, Curtis and Tina, I want to kind of end it with some parting thoughts from you all. What do you think? Where are you going next? How do you think about this whole concept of trust in the workplace and, and within your teams? And what are you looking forward to? So Curtis, how about you kick us off? Yeah, so I guess I'll add that, you know, my experience kind of led me to have a lot more trust in Dev. Seeing how they handled that, you know, makes me realize that, you know, next time I'm maybe not happy in a place I can, you know, just open up a conversation with Dev. They'll listen to me, they'll hear me, they'll help me get to where I want to be. So I definitely have a lot more buy-in dev and definitely very happy here. Thanks, Curtis. How about you, Tina? Anything you want to add? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I agree with everything Curtis said. I also think that trust percolates down to the team members as well. I think because of what I experienced and my team members, you know, saw the outcome, they were part of it. Our team is kind of transparent. <laughs> Maybe not all teams are. We're not completely transparent, but we talk about, you know, hey, 
this was my experience and fairly dev bent over backwards to take the time. John Mutarelli, my hats off to him. I mean, he took a lot of time to speak with me and my team saw that and they saw that caring. And so it's not just me that it affects. It also affects like my team and other teammates that, you know, saw the outcome of me staying at dev and I think them knowing me and who I am, I think that meant a lot. And I don't make decisions lightly. I definitely tried to take my time with them, but John was very busy and I felt like I was a priority through that whole process. And that meant a lot. Emma, parting thoughts? For me, I think I'm excited to be part of an organization that is you know, dev-like in everything we do, every decision we make, every interaction with employees, we talk about you know, being dev-like and are the decisions we're making dev-like. And I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where we go, how our employees develop and grow, and to continue to be part of such a great community. Absolutely. Kendall, you want to carry us out? How would you like to end this? Sure. You know, Emma mentioned dev-like, and what we use as our barometer on DevLike is really all surrounding our values. You know, our values of respect, our value of community, our value of collaboration, innovation, right? Our value around integrity, right? And so all of our values really create that foundation for us looking to make decisions that are DevLike. And you can't go wrong if you're using respect, integrity, collaboration, community, and innovation as a foundation for those decisions. And I think if we continue right, to focus on our values and making sure that those values are the right choice for our people, that we'll continue to have these results like we saw with Curtis and Tina. We'll continue to have a lower than industry average turnover rate and We'll continue to have a thriving company that's continuing to grow and meeting the needs of our clients. So I'm excited. I'm excited for the rest of 2022 and 2023 and just can't wait to to continue to working with all these great folks. What a great way to sum it up. Thanks, Kendall. I want to thank you all for listening. I want to thank all our guests for joining us and having such an amazing conversation around why your work community matters and how you can be a part of the work community here at Dev. You can always go to devtechnology.com and check out our careers page for openings and opportunities. We love to get other folks that are dev-like and ready to join the family. And we're always looking for high-performing colleagues that fit that profile. Again, my name is John Janik. I'm the chief technologist here at Dev, and we'll see you all next time on DevCast. Look forward to our next conversation. Thanks, everyone.